Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Today sees the return of the Jurassic Park franchise to theaters. Or I guess more correctly, Jurassic World. We have a trilogy of Jurassic Park films, even though only one of them really took place in a park. But now it's a worldwide affair, so it's Jurassic World. And the third entry in the Jurassic World series, if you really want to separate them. Either way, it's all part of the same franchise, so this is effectively Jurassic Park 6. So I think it's time we announce the movie. Starring Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeff Goldblum. This is the 2022 Colin Trevorrow directed Jurassic World Dominion. Alright, well, Jurassic World Dominion picks up where Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom left off. It's four years now since Isla Nublar was destroyed and all the dinosaurs there didn't make it. Of course, some of them made their way to the mainland and, well, now we have dinosaurs roaming the world. They live amongst us. We also get the familiar territory of corporate greed with company Biosyn looking to turn a profit in self-orchestrated chaos. And that right there is pretty much the plot. It's kind of paper thin. It's a been there, done that type of feeling. It just might be too familiar as I'm intentionally being vague on my plot synopsis. But before we get into Jurassic World Dominion, I think I should share my thoughts on some of the other Jurassic Park films. I actually still love the first Jurassic Park movie. I went to see it in theaters back in 1993. I was amazed back then, and I'm still amazed now. Of course, when I watch it, I see a little bit of a sad film, such as A Death of a Dream, in the character of John Hammond who I honestly felt that he wanted to do a good thing in the world and bring these dinosaurs back for everyone's enjoyment. Not that he wanted to lead to the destruction of the world, but messing with nature and to, I guess, a greater extent messing with God, if you want to go that route, will always lead to chaos. As we know, Jurassic Park was based off of the Michael Crichton novel, Jurassic Park, and anyone who has read the book will tell you it's radically different, and in many ways, I guess the book is probably a better story. But the movie itself is a great film, in my opinion. It balances a great story along with some great special effects that still hold up today. This is a film that I consider to be prime Spielberg. If you look at the film Jaws with how that kind of balances a great story along with great tension and somehow winds up being a big blockbuster film, Jurassic Park really does share a lot with the Jaws franchise, for better or worse. However, if you're looking at the two franchises side by side, as much as they're similar, you can really get a little bit more mileage out of the Jurassic Park series than you could Jaws. Jaws are cash-ins and cash-grabs. Jurassic Park, you could say the same. As Michael Crichton himself decided to write a sequel to Jurassic Park called The Lost World, which was then later loosely very loosely adapted into a film, which was all the way back in 1997, which sadly this film is not prime Spielberg. I get the feeling that it was Spielberg almost trying to end his own creation. As much as Jurassic Park is a great film, The Lost World is a fun popcorn 
B-movie. Which, all in all, it's not a bad film, it's just a bad film when you compare it to the first one. But it's something different, and those scenes where it's in San Diego, I think, where InGen is trying to open up a Jurassic Park San Diego, it's actually kind of fun to see a T-Rex run loose on the streets. But then you had 2001's Jurassic Park 3, the first one not to be directed by Steven Spielberg, only produced, which is a film that a lot of people hate. It's very economical at barely an hour and a half, and features some really goofy decisions such as talking, communicating dinosaurs, which I would imagine they would do, but we actually get a literal interpretation where Alan Grant sees a raptor aside of him say, Alan. It really shows how the series itself went from being a great film and just slowly devolved into B-movie cheesiness, which I was perfectly okay with. I do like Jurassic Park 3. I recognize it as being a somewhat series worst. I would say it's probably worst in the series along with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. But some of the horror aspects that they added to the film made it kind of fun for me. The series lay dormant for almost 15 years, and then we got a somewhat reboot with 2015's Jurassic World. It's a film that when it was released, I enjoyed. I didn't think it was a bad movie at all. It seemed a little bit too familiar, which was the case with a lot of films that came out around that time, such as Star Wars The Force Awakens. It's kind of a retelling of the first one in a series, but it was a good first attempt at rebooting this series. It's a series that you had to kind of build up trust a little bit in the movie-going audience. We got burned on Jurassic Park 3, even though I enjoyed it, but a lot of people felt that way. So what better way to reintroduce this to everybody by doing a soft reboot that also works as a sequel? Not a bad idea, and that's actually how I prefer my reboots to be. Let's acknowledge what came in the past. You can go ahead and make a new entry, make it a soft reboot, soft sequel. All good. But it's also a film that I haven't revisited much since it was released. It's a film that, yes, I enjoyed it, and I saw it maybe once or twice since it came out. It just didn't have that staying power that the first Jurassic Park had for me. Later in 2018, we got our sequel to Jurassic World with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Strangely enough, this takes one of the ideas that was floated around for Jurassic Park 4, such as dinosaur-human hybrids, and makes it far less grotesque than the original idea that they had for Jurassic Park 4. Universal went and put a dash on that when it seemed like the movie was going to be a body horror entry, and that's just going by some of the early conceptual sketches that made their way online. I think had the original idea for Jurassic Park 4 been completed, it would have been a bad idea, it would have been a ending to the franchise, I would have been perfectly a-okay for it because for one, it would have been something different, and for another, it would have just increased the idea of Jurassic Park being a horror film and horror franchise. But as much as I like that what if, I'm glad they didn't make it. Definitely not. But either way, Jurassic World The Fallen Kingdom is a film that I really didn't care for. It was kind of boring. I can see what they were trying to do with it. It just didn't really do too much for me. Did I dislike it? No. But did I truly enjoy it? No. The worst thing is, I should have seen it in theaters, but I had a lot going on at the time and couldn't make it to the theater to be able to see it. 
so I watched the home release and was pretty underwhelmed by the whole thing. That brings us finally to Jurassic World Dominion, and well... Hold on to your butts. Wow, thanks for the awesome cameo, Sam Jackson. But anyway, in all seriousness, Jurassic World Dominion is pretty much a crowd-pleaser, which I don't know if it's necessarily the correct route that they should have taken, but it is nice to see even if it's a little overdone. A prime example of this in Jurassic World Dominion is when we first meet Ellie Sadler after not seeing her since Jurassic Park 3. That character is of course played by actress Laura Dern, and she slips back into the role pretty easily. As a matter of fact, all of the actors that are from the original Jurassic Park, they all slip into their roles very easy. It's just that when we first see Ellie again, she's wearing the same color shirt as what she was in Jurassic Park. And I know that it was an obvious throwback in reference to the first film, which this movie has a bunch of that. Remember the part in the original Jurassic Park when Alan Grant and Ian Malcolm, played by Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum, distract a T-Rex? Well, we get that same exact scene here, but it's not a flare this time, it's a stick with a giant locust on it. So this film definitely plays up the fan service aspect. I will say that all of the original Jurassic Park actors, it's just awesome to see them again here. The amazing thing is too, the chemistry between them all, it doesn't feel awkward or anything. It feels the way it should. And in that way, the movie succeeds. It's just a little much when you have almost exact recreations of a scene from a better movie. I guess since I started out with one of the good but yet negatives about this one, I'll probably continue that, and it might make the good seem a little bit better in retrospect. The special effects for these Jurassic World films have been all over the map for me. Yeah, the CGI dinos, they look fine, they just never held a candle to the original creations in the first two, and I guess three, Jurassic Park films. Jurassic World Dominion, unsurprisingly, continues the trend of a lot of CGI dinosaurs. I get it, it's cheaper to do, it's faster to do, but some of the CGI creations this time around, they really look like computer animated dinos. I realized that when I was watching Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, when I was watching that one, it was one of those things that just struck me how computer animated the whole thing is. Yes, there was some very pretty moments in that film, but they really don't hold a candle to the original Jurassic Park films and just how they look. They look like real objects, real creatures in the frame. When you have these CGI creations and you have them blend with practical effects, it just doesn't look as seamless. It's very apparent to me in Jurassic World Dominion with the very CGI Raptor Blue. Yes, blue is a cool dinosaur and all with the blue stripe. It's just that when you have a scene that is using a practical dinosaur, a small one, and then you see blue, it's like a night and day difference between the two. And it kind of took me out of the movie going experience, the movie magic on display. It just doesn't seem as magical. But in reality, you could have that same complaint about all of the Jurassic World films. It's good to see some of the practical dinosaurs there still. I really just have this to say about it. Special effects master Stan Winston is very, very much missed from this series. The other thing about the Jurassic World films is that I really don't care about Claire or Owen. 
Yes, they have been the face of the Jurassic World franchise and played by actors Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt. I just simply don't care about the characters and there's a problem there. This is the third film with these characters and yet it doesn't bother me whether they live or die. Maybe the characters should have been written a little bit better. Maybe they should have been cast with different actors. I have no idea. They're not necessarily bad characters, but they're not great either. They just seem severely lacking compared to the original cast of characters in the first Jurassic Park film. I don't know, the chemistry and the magic just isn't there between Claire and Owen. The overall story for this one I was for the most part okay with. It's a little bit silly that there's a giant swarm of locusts that is the creation of genetics company Biosyn. The overall idea is a little goofy on paper that they're wiping out the crops and this is effectively going to wipe out everyone's food source, not just humans but dinosaurs as well. And the conspiracy aspect didn't really work for me. I was thinking that they were probably thinking in the writer's room, well, what can we do since the dinosaurs are already out, the cat's out of the bag, so to speak. How can we create another threat that isn't necessarily dinosaurs? It seems like everybody is living just fine with dinosaurs on the mainland in the United States anyway. I guess it's no worse than living in an area that's got a lot of wildcats or something in the area. You just kind of deal with it. You know that they're a threat, and it's not likely they're going to attack you, but you know that they could. I would just think that entering dinosaurs into this new circle of life would have more of an impact, but instead we have people pretty much living their lives. This is what it is. We got dinosaurs? Eh, no problem. The good thing about Jurassic World Dominion is that it doesn't try to force a stupid twist that you would likely see coming from a mile away, like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom did. In many ways, this makes that twist and the overall story for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, it makes it a little bit stronger, so in that way the script succeeds. There are plenty of great moments in the movie, I think that they probably outweigh any of the negatives that I would have to say about this one. Another great thing is that we actually have some dinosaurs here that have feathers. As we know, it's becoming more apparent and evident that dinosaurs were feathered creatures. I was really happy to see a accurate dinosaur here, even if we're not really given a reason of how and why this particular dinosaur happened to come to be. One of the more surprising things for me before seeing this, I saw the Rotten Tomatoes score. It's at like a 38% as of right now. I don't think the movie really deserves that low of a rating. I think that Fallen Kingdom probably should have had a lower rating from critics. But it really does seem like it's one of the cool things to do right now to bash Jurassic World Dominion. For me, the worst in the series is probably Fallen Kingdom. I'm not exactly surprised that this is the general consensus on the film. Is it the worst in the series? For me, it's not. For you, it may be. Of course, we all have our opinions. Of course, I might have watched this movie with the best way possible, and that is going in with no expectations and shutting my brain off, especially since any kind of prestige has long left this franchise. Another thing about Jurassic World Dominion is this appears to be the end of the series. Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, it's all come to an end with this one. Everything wraps up super nicely. It wraps up nicely with the characters. We get a nice little 
nod between Owen and Blue, we see that there's a good possibility that Alan Grant and Ellie Sadler are going to get back together and live happy lives together. I assume Ian Malcolm is going to continue his lectures and such, and it all ends in a crowd-pleasing fashion. When the credits started to roll, the audience clapped. So it couldn't have been all bad, which it definitely wasn't. I received a fun and entertaining film. It's probably a little bit too long. It probably could have been cut down to about two hours. But overall, I actually enjoyed this one. I am going to assume that this will not 100% be the definitive end to the Jurassic Park franchise, but it really is the end for the characters from the original Jurassic Park, as well as a closure on the Jurassic World saga. Will Universal and Spielberg do something stupid and actually do a full-on reboot of Jurassic Park? I hope not. That for me would be like trying to reboot Star Wars and doing your own thing, or rebooting Back to the Future. They're important movies to me, well, specifically the first one is an important film to me, and I really wouldn't want to see a reboot, a full-on reboot, happen. But you never know, because when there's money to be made, there will always be a movie made as well. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you don't do the whole social media thing, you can drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. And if you need to catch up on past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. If you're enjoying my show, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. Or if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice, as it will help me continue to create new content as well as reach new listeners. With that being said, be kind, hold on to your butts, and good night.